0: So, hello and welcome to Brother Seeker, uh, our podcast number two. Um, how are you today, Mark?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Kind of, what about yourself, man? Yeah,
0: not too bad. We we survived our, our last podcast on erectile dysfunction.
1: We've, Did you survive okay, Mark? We finally come out from under our rock, Connor. We finally <laughs> three weeks later.
0: Three weeks. We've 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 been afraid to come to the microphone, but we're we're back and braver than ever. Yeah. And um I, I suppose that that kind of ties into what we wanted to talk about today, which is a vulnerability. and boy, did we show that in bucket loads last time we we recorded a podcast
1: Yeah, what what part of it did you find most vulnerable?
0: Well, um it's probably the first time that I wanted a lockdown to be extended (laughs) (laughs) i i think as as the rest of the city was opening up i was in here going like oh please please let just make us stay in our houses uh, another (laughs) month longer please so i don't have to run into anyone
1: do you know the father ted when um two priests declare their their love for each other on the flight that's about to go down oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of made me think of that (laughs) very similar yeah Uh, But
0: I I suppose in a way though, um, like I know these are conversations that I have with you and um, it's just about the idea of like kind of what we're doing here and how um, new some of it is to us, do you know, and how we're constantly doing things
1: that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So how's your experience of that been? Um, Very, uh, very intense, I'd say. Like mm-hmm. I, I went into it knowing that it, I was probably going to freak out a lot after doing it. So, with that, you started smoking again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how much you freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never, uh, I've never been a proper smoker. But if I'm ever in a moment of high stress, uh, my missus is always on hand to uh, to give me one of her old cigarettes. Uh, so I did that for a while. I ate some junk food. And and even as I told you, I'm part of a, a co-working space where there's like 4,000 members or something. Mm-hmm. And I even posted something to that uh, with the link for the, the Erectile Dysfunction podcast. And then it expands, the link expands. So it had this like huge letters of uh, erectile dysfunction by my name on that as well. Uh, so feeling feeling very uncomfortable. But there's something... I don't know, there's something so bloody empowering or, or liberating about, I don't know, sharing what you think is your, your biggest secret. Yeah. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's totally. Like, uh, and there's something about, I think how, I guess, we'd never be here now if it hadn't been for a certain amount of vulnerability. Yeah. We'd never have come to this place of, I mean, you, you, you need vulnerability to even start a friendship. And maybe this is why, like, you know, it's very interesting how men, as we get older in life, we have fewer and fewer friends, you know, and we don't make new friends after a certain age, you know, if they're not really colleagues from work, we don't, you're not like, oh, there's another lad in his 50s who lives up the road, I'm going to go knock on his door and see if he wants to, like, look under the hood of my car with me, so (laughs) we're not like that anymore, and I, I think that's because... Um, I know I see that myself, like uh, with my own dad. You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't make new friends, right. And loses contact with the old friends, and um, I think that's a kind of you need to be vulnerable to make a friend.
1: Yeah, and what I like, what I, I actually had a friend that was leaving Berlin last week, mm-hmm. and he was going to Austria, and although we've only hung out maybe seven or eight times in the, the five months that we knew each other. I knew for a fact that we we're going to stay in touch. I don't know if you found this, but definitely while traveling the world or even just getting into very mm. vulnerable conversations like even you and I have, I have no doubt the people that I've been vulnerable with, mm. we could even pick up the phone with each other in two years and have a conversation. Yeah. But I know so many people that I've been like, let's say more kind of party friends mm. and I could have known them for years mm. and I'm not in touch with them at all. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah i'm I'm completely the same and it's sort of it's very interesting how I think definitely I've probably taken a crash course in vulnerability in the last couple of years um with just also starting boys clubs and stuff like this in men's groups yeah, definitely. Has, has required like huge vulnerability on my part and then and as a result I've made new friends from that and they also they feel like yourself included and, and you know christian and nick too the other guys from Brother Seeker how that like, it does feel like like you know five minutes of vulnerability is the equivalent of 20 years of knowing someone yeah do you know if you've not gone to that place so maybe it's interesting to talk about kind of how how you action vulnerability like what does it look like
1: yeah it's a good question, actually.
0: Like, like, how do you, do you know what I mean? Like, you're talking about, like, you're travelling, or, or even now in these years, like, we're making new friends. And, like, what does the, what does vulnerability look like? What, I suppose, what are
1: examples of it? So, for, for me, when I think of that, like, there's moments in conversations where I think you've got the chance to be genuinely open and honest with people. You know, yeah. there's a, a question that always gets asked, how's it going? Mm. And you'll go, yeah, going well, man. What about yeah, yourself? Yeah, busy, yeah, how busy? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so you, straight away, the, the kind of social norm there is to just completely shut down from mm. from any potential to be vulnerable. Mm. And you, know, you might go then from, how's it going, to just see the match at the weekend? Or, you know, whatever, just yeah, 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 yeah. see the latest TV show or do you mm-hmm. the latest track? Whatever, whatever it may be. But I, I think... Particularly, maybe it's easier when traveling or something. Um, and maybe that's where I got more of a crash course in it while, while traveling around the world and meeting people only for short periods of time. But like, you know, certain places like India or Bali or mm. Peru, like it's almost like we're all the bleeding hearts congregate. <laughs> so, and people are kind of wearing their vulnerability on their sleeve. Mm. But I know I went to... Um, I went to uh, India for the first time and then I came back and I went back into in North America. I went back into finance roles Mm. Um, and I was going back for a short period of time. So maybe there was some freedom in knowing that I was just going to be in it for 12 to 18 months and then I was going to be off again. Uh, But I remember even traveling around North America, you know, wearing a suit, going into presentations and having one on one or having one on one conversations with people and kind of having the opportunity when someone asks you about something. I've asked them sometimes, well, do you want the truth or do you want me to tell you is is everything okay? Mm. And I've been absolutely stunned in those situations where if you're just willing to take the first leap and it's just a very, it can be a very subtle example or you can maybe, you can go a little bigger. But if you just start to creep into conversation that isn't normal, like if someone asks you how you're doing and then you may say, well... I'm feeling a bit low at the moment, and even yeah. just seeing how they react to that—it's so fucking hard to do that. Though, it's isn't fucking it? hard, man. But you yeah. know, even it doesn't—it's
0: like, the default as though it's a grant.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if you're willing to just, just take dip your toe in the water, like I've—I mm. gave you an example last Friday where I had just done a vipassana, and an investor had called the company that I was working with, and he goes, "How's it going, Mark?" and I said do you want the truth or will I tell you I'm Grant? Mm. And he goes, well, how about you go with the truth and then I'll go with the truth. And I, I told him just about some, mad, you know, <laughs> those things. You come out with these mad realizations. I can't even yeah, remember so what it was yeah, now, but I'm sure I thought it was really profound at the time. Yeah, yeah. True. And so I I led with whatever was coming up for me. and The sounds this, come to my yeah, ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Something, <laughs> something particularly clever. And uh he, um, he opened up, and this is a guy that I only ever met once before in California, mm. and he opened up with just how his marriage was falling apart. Yeah. Like, that's an intense example of it, but I don't think the share that I gave him initially was something too as personal as what he shared with me. Mm. So I do think there's, like, vulnerability. There's something in it where it's almost like giving the other person permission. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't even have to be a huge leap because I think particularly with men, we're almost desperate for the sign. Like, if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. That's that's yeah. the experiences I've been having with, with guys. Can, yeah. can you think of an example you've had recently? Well, I, I think what's really interesting is
0: that, um, or, or what I've noticed in particular is just, um, like vulnerability is very much like, a new perspective on the world. Yeah. And I've uh, it's a little bit like, you know, when... And, and we both sort of come from meditation backgrounds, so, you know, when someone says to you, like, you know, you don't have to believe what you're thinking. Mm. You know, the thoughts are just like passing dreams. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you mean that self-hatred isn't real? It's just a passing thing? You're like, What? Yeah and not always passing kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But well just conventionally yeah, 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 doesn't yeah. appear to be passing, yeah. but you look at it. And then I think with this whole thing with vulnerability, is that once you try it, and then you begin to notice, or at least I begin to notice, when it's absent. Like the conversations where it doesn't exist. Yes. And especially like um, when you look at friendships and you go like God, we're just such surface level conversation. And I know that I've quite often I've probably had that like horrible Indian cliche experience where you come back home and you're like, I feel my heart's open, I'm <laughs> radiant like a butterfly. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, um the news is on. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And you're you're and, hit and put on a pair of shoes as well, yeah. Do out. you know what I mean? You're hit with this shut door of kind of idealism. And um it's I, I know I can understand that the yearning for vulnerability when when it doesn't when it's not there. And then once you understand, oh vulnerability is another way of communicating and another way of being with people and then when other people aren't ready to go there. And it's it's almost it's almost like this thing when you kind of when you start to or at least for me, when I started to become vulnerable, I was like, Fuck, I have to find the others.
1: Yeah, because the worst thing I've found do you ever share something with somebody like really personal, and then they just give you some pity or sympathy for how your life is. And I'm thinking in my head, I know what you're fucking like in your relationship. I know your life's falling apart. And you're giving me some. You know, I'm not saying this. I'm trying to be, you know, not letting my rage out into the surface, but there's nothing worse than if you've been willing, particularly when you're just getting used to doing it. If you take the leap, and then the other person meets you with some degree of sympathy or pity or knowing better... Yeah. That's, yeah. That's very frustrating. Well, it's almost
0: like, I, I don't know, I feel like vulnerability is like an admission of your humanity at some level. It's like, look, I'm super tender at the core. Um, Are you as well? Do mm. you know? Like, And the other person's like, ah, sure, do you know, you'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just like a punch to the solar plexus, isn't it?
1: Yeah. In that way. And it, it's, um, there's something about it too where it's, you know, without it as well, though, when you've experienced it, mm. you really do begin to question, like, how well do you really know people in your life if vulnerability isn't in in, a, in existence? Like, yeah. sometimes when I hear of people talking about somebody who's deceased and it's family members, or even particularly if, if, if it was in a tragic situation of suicide or something like mm. that, and if family members or close friends say, I'm shocked by it, I'm always kind of thinking, like, what yeah. did they talk about? yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah. an extreme yeah. example, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and I think when when I see lots of how people engage um it's really hard to see like what are we talking about it, so many relationships can be kept yeah. at this really like surface level element to it, where yeah. I and just marriages too do oh, know, the completely, closest relationships, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: like you always hear that example, do you know you, you, I certainly hear from like. Uh, friends and stuff and they're like i always thought he was so happy and then suddenly he breaks up with me yeah <laughs> do, you know, do, do you know that kind of thing and you're like what, what do you mean he, he didn't telegraph you didn't see the signs?" i was like no i never saw anything and just suddenly like he turned around to me and he goes i'm really not happy and i'm leaving and um i i think that's a that's a classic male example of like when you are feeling your feelings are so overwhelming, but you don't have this vulnerability to component attached to the feelings to be able to share them. And so you're just like, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think I've been that guy in the past i have definitely been that guy it's, just been, it's been overwhelming and if I'd known like oh you know you can actually just share these things and you won't get
1: hit with the thunderbolt from above yeah and when you say that I, I think of in past relationships I've just I was I know I've probably said this to you many times but very very insecure and jealous in um, yeah. relationships and it the solution to that never, ever came into my mind, that the solution to that was, how about you just share this with the person you're with? You know, yeah, how about you, yeah, you actually yeah. let right. them in, like, right. if you're sharing a life with this person, how about yeah. you actually let them know the reality of your inner yeah. world? Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy that, yeah. actually, yeah, when you think about it like that, and it, because I've be, seen this as kind of a, the way forward in my life. Kind of makes me forget just how much the mm. complete opposite I was in this regard, even just as little yeah. as four or five years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it's kinda it's kind of nuts. And then how I think, I don't know about you, but since I've started down this road of vulnerability, it kind of like um it feels a little bit like it just it pops up every so often. I'll be in the middle of a conversation and you know, we'll be we'll be talking at a cognitive level and then a feeling will emerge. And then there's always like, it's like this, it feels like you're in a game show. And it's like, oh, for a bonus point, you could announce this feeling. <laughs> Do you want to go for the vulnerability <laughs> bonus point? Like, it's very, like you just mentioned that jealousy thing. It's super interesting. I had a, an argument a while ago with my girlfriend and she was completely in the doghouse. I was so right. She was totally in the doghouse. I was like, flexing Lording. my fingers. I was like, I'm, I'm on top here. Yeah. And then realized through the middle of it, I was like, Oh, Connor, you were actually kind of acting out of jealousy there. Oh, my. And I knew she was Eglaphia. in the doghouse but I was like, and it came up and it was like, oh, come on, do you want to try some vulnerability? And I was like, fuck, I better admit this. Yeah. And then it, it turned and she we were both kind of in the doghouse then, you know? Yeah. Is so, um,
1: but it, isn't that like, um, that's I think the most beautiful thing about vulnerability and it's, you kind of said earlier about showing each other that you're human. I, yeah. I think vulnerability, at its very essence, helps you connect with your, your own humanity, and therefore with the humanity in yeah. somebody else. And yeah. what could be almost an irri- what could be almost going down the road of an irretrievable situation, when you're both willing to show up and be vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it takes a lot of the heated anger out of a situation. You stop taking it as personally mm-hmm. because you're just like. Oh my god! Across from me now is just another fucked up human being trying to live this fucked up life yeah, or get yeah, through it or yeah, understand totally, themselves. Totally,
0: totally, and it's this idea that kind of you know without vulnerability, we're all just faking it. Yeah. Everyone's faking it. Yeah. Like do you know even like Donald Trump? Do you know what I mean? Would you love him just to come out and be like, "My wife hates me, <laughs> and I'm so miserable, and I have the worst relationship with my dad, yeah. and I hate this. Yeah, I hate all of it." i wish it didn't have to happen
1: but it's it's so ingrained in our in our culture i guess Mm. that like i know that maybe fake it till you make it sounds very american or something like that but even in in all the let's say the professional or corporate places i've been in Mm. you're kind of told to to like come up with the right answer even if you don't have the answer you're kind of told Mm. to show like look at interviews like yeah What's your biggest flaw? Oh, I'm a perfectionist. I have you ever had an honest interview where someone asks you, "What's your biggest flaw?" I drink way too much on the weekends, and I, I'm probably gonna do fucking nothing come Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would have been a real answer for me to give on a in a job interview in my twenties. Yeah. Like this, it's drilled into us that you show each other your highlight reel.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's it, you like you look at dating. Do you oh, know what me? I the mean? The first few weeks, I always think like the first few dates you go on someone, it's like two used car sales <laughs> trying to sell each other lemons, you know, the, the the worst thing from the yard that never got picked up. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And it's all, all the stories are kind of like, well, it was their problem. You know, I don't know who I was going out with. They had like attachment issues. And you're yeah. and, and you like, oh, yeah, I went out with someone terrible too. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're, we must be the last two sane people left in the whole dating world. Yeah. Know? I just love it when someone can actually... You're, you're dating. I know it's been a while for you, mm. but I'm just recently out of the game. When someone can actually go like,
1: I was a total dick to my last partner. So this is exactly the conversation I had with my wife. Like mm. the first... like in Maybe the second coffee we had together, she asked me, why are you in India? And obviously the thought went through my head. Oh, I'm deepening my meditation practice or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then I just said to be honest i was a lunatic in my past relationships i was really angry i was mm. i was all of these things i was horrible at times i was jealous and i must tell you like there's nothing more satisfying than someone just looking at you after you've told them some heavy shit and just smiling and accepting you yeah generally like, it, yeah. it's such a like it just doesn't happen when you're you know, like 'cause like what you're saying there i when I used to do charity work and I was single, um I remember there was one trip that I was involved in, and I was asking people like on a first date do they have any holiday plans. I didn't care that they had holiday plans, I just wanted the same question to come back to me so I could tell them about the charity work that I was doing <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it was it was that pathetic and just kind of what you're saying about the the used car salesman thing, like, I, just giving them all the best parts of me, like, yeah, these are yeah, yeah. the jobs that I've had, or this or that, and it's, it gets you nowhere, and then mm-hmm. it's no wonder why when people, I don't know, like, a few months into the relationship, the wheels start to come off, or, yeah, like, you meet the person eventually, and they're nowhere near what they were in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you're just like, why didn't you have that in your Bumble profile? <laughs> what <the> fuck.
1: <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> where, where is it coming up for you at the moment vulnerability yeah um
0: instagram at some level there's sometimes i post stuff there and then i'm just i want to hide under the covers or i'm afraid to walk out in the street like i ran into my
1: toes are curling while i'm hearing <laughs> you so you know lay. i
0: was in the shop the other day and um just ran into someone like and i noticed them behind their face mask like an old friend jamie and i was like hey don't tell see you and like, we obviously, we know what everyone's doing because we're following each other on Instagram, but we don't see each other in real life. And I was like, how you been? She's good. And she goes, how's all the meditation going? And immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck, she's seen some of the videos at dawn, And I'm like, oh, and she's judging me for all of this. And, um, and just in my mind, I'm just going to go, oh, God, I'm, I'm putting this stuff out there. Yeah. And um, but I don't want anyone I know to look at it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very it's so I suppose there's there's a kind of there's a feeling of um, huge vulnerability there. Right. And um, and to a certain extent, I hope there'll always be a feeling of vulnerability with regard to like the things that I produce at some level like, where I'm being quite honest and raw. I would hate to think that it would become just sort of, like, uh, glib and formulaic, or I'd become deft at bearing my soul. Like, imagine mm. you became, like, oh, I'm, I'm just really good at, like, <laughs> like coming to the rawest parts of myself all the time and bearing my soul. Maybe it would be disingenuous. Yeah. no do
1: And I, on, on that, I, I remember, I don't know, one day when I was wasting half my evening on YouTube, I saw this, um, this Hollywood actor's roundtable thing mm. where... Um, out of a couple of the actors, like there was a lot of heavy hitters and then there was Michael Caine and Ewan McGregor or something. And Ewan McGregor was saying two weeks before he takes every role, his wife knows not to come near him, that he's just going to think that he's fucked up everything, that this is finally the movie that's going to end his career, uh, that's going to, you know, the whole movie production is going to capitulate on the back of his woeful performance. And there's Michael Caine in his 70s at the time this interview was done and he's talking about getting sick in a bucket yeah 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 you know? like so I, <laughs> I, I think there's something about this where probably if you're not feeling vulnerable you're just getting stagnant and you're getting comfortable yeah. and there's probably going to be another anxiety that comes attached with that like mm. I, I don't think we get away with it either way yeah well
0: yeah, one of the, one of the nicest things i mean this is um with with regards to vulnerability i think there's um you, it, and this is something that definitely I've learned through Buddhism and meditation practice is this idea of like the over-identification with the self is, right. a, is a type of a disease, right? And the more we can kind of um, care less about the self and, you know, the more we can come to this realization that, you know, that the body is very much just a cheap suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's it's this is our, our vessel for traveling through from one to the next. And that really... Um, Or at least, I mean, that helps me to just... I I don't think I've ever benefited from taking myself too seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, taking life seriously, yes, but taking myself too seriously has never really brought me any good, I think.
1: Can you think of an example? Of taking myself too seriously where it's brought good. No, no, where... Where you taking yourself too seriously and it's blown up spectacularly in your face.
0: Oh, like like every <laughs> argument where you're right, like this is my this is my um my boundaries and you've you've passed them or this is sort of my way of seeing things and you don't see them that way. Or or definitely just the kind of it's taken me so long to come to a place where I can communicate like this mm. because I was so worried about being vulnerable. Was so worried about
1: what people would think yeah and and i think that's where vulnerability definitely brings in this ability to be wrong you, yeah do you know like i i think my uh my mo and nearly every argument i had up until a few years ago was how do i prove that i'm right how do mm. i win the argument mm. and it was just because i was such an egomaniac that that was my default you know like it wasn't it was, like, very strategic and how do I win this argument and what... Like, almost, like, going into arguments like a lawyer. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, I think, with vulnerability is that it opens up this whole space when you're in these discussions mm. to say, I've completely fucked up here and I'm wrong. And, yeah. it, and it gives you a space or it gives you a permission then, I think, to to approach the whole argument or discussion in a different way. Like when you're not going into something to protect yourself. Mm. Like I I think that's like vulnerability can be really disarming in that sense. Mm. Yeah. How many times do you reckon we've said the word vulnerability in this podcast? (laughs) We could say vulnerability a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's it. So, I mean,
0: I think... um, are we, I feel like we're at final thoughts stage of the podcast, are we? Okay. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this feels like the wrap-up stage. If we're already counting how many times... It's no, no, that wasn't my intention. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just maybe this idea of how like vulnerability um, is a little bit like a kind of a muscle that you exercise. Yeah. At least it's been for me. And how the more I learn to be vulnerable, how, the more I learn to practice vulnerability... Um, and really, it is. It's just it's saying what you're really feeling, with and recognizing. Yes, I'm afraid of how I might be judged here, but I'm still going to do it. Like it's a super courageous thing to be vulnerable.
1: Yeah, and let's say even referencing our last podcast on the topic we were discussing in, in erectile dysfunction. I think that's where. Like that I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, Maybe 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 therapy you can rediscover it again. In we a few talked years about time. parallel parking. Yeah. <laughs> but the the beautiful thing is is that you can it's not about feeling like incredibly courageous or brave all the time Mm. it's knowing that you're gonna really shit yourself sometimes and jumping anyway or knowing that you're not going to be caught having no guarantees that you're going to be caught and still making the leap Mm. and i think while that well, that never like mitigates those feelings or never just eradicates those feelings the next time you're gonna do it. It's kind of like money in the bank as well, you know, because when you you can draw on these experience. I know, <laughs> former, <laughs> former finance guy. Um, no, but it is kind of like that, like you, you never lose that, uh, you never, like the experience yeah. stands to you. Like mm. it's like that thing I mentioned to before, um, kind of like knickknacks. You know, every every yeah. time you did a knickknack for anyone who's not Irish, a knickknack is where you knock on somebody's door and run away before they open it, and then then laugh or giggle and be mm-hmm. behind the wall and, and watch watch it all ensue. But just really that idea that you every single time I did the knickknack, I was always shitting myself. It's not like once I did it yeah. once that I wasn't gonna be I wasn't gonna be like nervous before I did it again. Yeah. And I think vulnerability is a bit like that too. It's not like you become fluent in this language. 'Cause no. by the very nature of you being vulnerable, you've got mm. something you perceive you've got something to lose. Mm. So there's always gonna be risk associated mm. with it. And it's always gonna be a new situation. Yeah. But it's having that ability to know you've done it before and then to just try and do it again. It's like jumping in the sea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really is. And then I think the the beauty of vulnerability is just the places it takes you to that you never imagined it would. To the point where you're having conversations with people that you never imagined you
1: would ever have. Yeah. I've... Yeah, and even with my... Even recently with my old man, who I'm somewhat estranged with for the longest time, Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely been my case. Like, where you can... Like, you can totally reinvent or recreate uh, a relationship if you've never tried vulnerability in that relationship before, mm. like if you're willing to like, that's the best way, you know, the way sometimes you can think that one relationship particularly is always going to be that way. Mm. Well, if you look at that relationship kind of with fresh eyes again, mm-hmm. have I tried to actually admit that I, I felt hurt or have yeah. I tried to admit that I'm, I'm sorry or, mm. or some, some different or fresh perspective. Like yeah. I think, that's where that's where vulnerability, not only in building relationships, but just in actually rescuing relationships. Yeah. You know, if you've if you're fighting with a partner or you're fighting with a family member or a friend,
0: yeah, and
1: you're like, Oh my god, this is just done. There's no this has no hope for it. Mm. But then like just look at that situation again and think, have I actually told the person how I feel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's really it, isn't it? It's just vulnerability is telling people how you feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A scarce resource in a (laughs) Yeah. In a world gone mad or in a world that's faking it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so
0: yeah, I I guess that's it. That's vulnerability. Um it's getting real and um, and and it's no longer faking
1: shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. For for being real.